I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. I've been watching Hallmark Christmas movies for years. And I've only recently jumped on the bandwagon. Together we'll document our adventure discovering the true meaning of Christmas over and over and over again. So join us as we lovingly snark on all things Hallmark this Christmas. So today we're going to be watching the movie Right Before Christmas, which premiered on the Hallmark Channel on November 17th um, this past weekend. It has a wonderfully punny title, so we're going to try to predict what it's about based on that. So Austin, what does our little blurb say from the, from the Hallmark yeah, so we Sorry. like to just take that one sentence that we get and try and decide everything that's happening. So this week we have Jessica sends Christmas cards to five people who've greatly impacted her life. All right. So I have a couple of, I have five actually predictions to make about this. So the first one would be that there'll be some sort of flashback sequence. So as she's sending these cards to five people who influenced her life, we'll get some sort of flashback to what that looked like, the events that inspired that influence. And I, my first question is, why is she sending these cards? Because it feels like there's some sort of big event that we're going to happen upon at the beginning of this movie. I think it's going to be that like a grandparent has recently passed away or the friend's mom has passed away. Something that's not as close as like a mom or a dad, but definitely has a big impact on saying like, we need to make sure we let the important people in our lives know how much they mean to us. Right. We can't have any true catastrophes or right. really bad emotions in a Hallmark movie. Um, I think because there'll be some sort of Christmas letter aesthetic to this and she's going to have a postman involved. So she'll meet the postman when she's going to deliver the letters and he's the love interest or whoever she meets when she's mailing the love letters is the love interest. Yeah. I'm also curious about how we're going to like meet these five people. I'm thinking that she's going to send these cards to them. And I agree about your flashback prediction, but I also think that they're going to like pop into her lives um, throughout the story so that we learn a little bit more about them. Um, but I do think we have to have some sort of like root of who they were and their impacts. And so I think that's going to be done through flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I also think with the Christmas card theme, I feel like there's certainly going to be some sort of like Christmas card garland uh, <laughs> decorating like a mantle of hers. Right. And if it's not in the final shot, I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. <laughs> um, I think one of the cards will go to a teacher, too, because I was trying to imagine who would be the person that we're sending all of these to. Absolutely. A teacher has to be A teacher there. is going to be right up there. And I say that as a teacher myself. Send Christmas <laughs> cards to your teachers. Tell them what they mean to you. Um, and then my final prediction is that there will be a superfluous military appearance. So I only say that because the last few movies we saw that and I'm catching on that that seems to be a hallmark thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. One of these has to be like overseas and gets a card from her. And that just like makes his uh, deployment just a little bit more tolerable over the Christmas season. Well, he may not even be the recipient of the letter. He's just going to show up at some point. Maybe he's like the mailman. Like he's just been discharged <gasps> and he's, he's the, the mailman. mailman. 
Um, I also think that one of the recipients of the card will be the love interest. And I think it'll be a childhood friend that she wanted to say, like, you had a good impact on me in like middle school. And like, maybe they weren't you shared like, your sandwich yeah. with me in the third grade. And that really got me through the rest of my life. Yeah. Like when PETA threw the bread to Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, is that all of your predictions? That's all of my predictions. So I think it's time to find out. All right. Let's get the popcorn ready and watch and the this string movie. cheese. And the string cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. And we're back. Yeah. That was a two hour long adventure. <laughs> so I need to just be upfront before we get started with this. I liked this movie. I did too. I think I could watch this one again. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm still not going to snark on it because there's um, something 100% endlessly snark. snarkable about this movie. But it certainly was an enjoyable one. Agreed. All right. So with that out of the way. Who's doing the summary? Who's doing the summary? <laughs> I think it's my turn. All right, Tara. All right. Let's see if I can. There's a lot in this movie. This is a hard one to summarize because this is like. The Hallmark's version of Love Actually. Right. Where there's just a bunch of subplots. Right. So when we start the movie, there's a lot going on. We see multiple characters. We don't know how they're connected with each other, just like in Love Actually. So what we learn is we have a main character named Jess. She's going through a breakup with a man that she thought that, I mean, she'd already made Christmas cards with their faces on them and a snow globe. And she is giving up on dating for Christmas. She's just going to kind of get through the season and whatever. But she had these five Christmas cards that she was going to send to her boyfriend. So she decides to instead send them to five people who have inspired her or encouraged her in her life. So she sends them to five people and each one of those cards then sparks a love story of its own. So we get a card that goes to her brother whose name is Carter. He's deployed and he has a love story with another soldier named Angie. They build a snowman together it's adorable she sends a love uh not a love letter she sends a card to her aunt lila who raised her after her parents passed away and lila as she's getting the card from the mailbox meets a handsome man named tom and his dog blitzen and she falls in love with both the dog and eventually the man she sends a card to her old music teacher um, and her old music teacher has a son and she's in Kenya, so she doesn't get the card, but the son gets it. And through his interactions with Jess, Luke and Jess fall in love. And then she also sends one to her friend. Well, she gives one to her friend Mimi, who we don't see as much of her story, but she decides that she really is ready to be a mom and have a baby. So they make that decision. And her final card goes to a guy named Jax, who is one of a boy band called All in Motion. He's trying to make a Christmas pop song. And his music was the soundtrack to Jess's life. And throughout the story, we see Jax reunite with his boy band and play a big concert. So in the end, we get five love stories. Everybody's happy. Jess gets the guy. So Several other people get their people, and we all live happily ever after. Well done. So. <laughs> well done. Because 
That was a lot of people's story to tell. Right. We have really like three or four different meet cutes in here. We have a lot of kisses and a lot of get together moments and a lot of different kinds of love as well. So I would just like to start off by snarking on the relationship with Wes, who's the guy who she ends up breaking up or he breaks up with her at the beginning. (laughs) So there's a few things that I really want to highlight on this. So she's starting off by making Christmas prints for a guy she's been in a relationship for three months with. Like she puts them in a snow globe. It is the ugliest is Christmas the, card. And she paid it money like, to print 30 prints of this. It is, and it's, it's, they've only been together for three months. It's way over the top. It's way too early for that. And I would hope that she has better photoshopping or like card designing skills than this. It's but no. awful. It is like two heads in a snow globe. Um, so not only that, but when she's talking to Mimi about quote unquote, Dr. Handsome, <laughs> she tells Mimi, no, he's not a doctor. Oh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. An optometrist. She's like, no, not even that. He just fits people for glasses. I'm sorry. He's an optrician. Why are you so ashamed of your boyfriend? Like, just accept the title of Dr. <laughs> Handsome and move on. But she was like, had to shut down Mimi trying to be like, you're dating a doctor. She's like, no, just a guy I, who fits I do glasses. worry that this movie might be alienating all the opticians out there because they tell us over and over and over again that they are not doctors. Like, that's a shameful thing. She mentions it multiple times throughout this movie, <laughs> pre and post breakup. Right. So that's one thing. But her real love interest is Chad Michael Murray. So um, we didn't even, we should have actually led with that probably. Chad Michael Murray, who I know from the Gilmore Girls, right? Um, But he was also on One Tree Hill, which I never saw. But I think that's the primary place where most people would know him from. And then our leading lady, I don't remember her name, Tori something. Sure. But she's Spencer's (laughs) sister on Pretty Little Liars. I think she was also on One Tree Hill. Um, So she's, you know, I could just picture her being the mean, bitchy, older sister from PLL. But, uh, you know, we we were charmed by her in this. So it worked. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of people in this movie, or at least two leads that are fairly recognizable. And I think they had a good chemistry. I don't think there was anything off-putting. I think that I would agree. Good chemistry with them. I think Jess's character was supposed to be a little bitter on Christmas. So, yeah. So after the breakup, she's like, I uh, am giving up. I'm breaking up with breaking up. So I'm giving up on dating and I'm giving up on Christmas. And let me tell you guys, this woman loves Christmas. It is atrocious how much she loves Christmas. She goes all out for Christmas. It is the ugliest over decorating i've ever (laughs) seen in my life now i need to pause for a second (laughs) i was gonna say are we gonna talk about your dad we're gonna talk about my dad so um i talked with my dad a couple days ago and he was like austin you have to talk about how hallmark movies have the garbage garbage garbageist Yes, that word that I can't that, say it's right not now. Even a word. It's not. <laughs> so it's okay worst. that you can't say it. That's the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> the worst holiday decorations. And I will say in this movie, it is they, yeah. so true. And I'm going to be talking about decorations a lot because it is that It's bad. like Christmas threw up. Not even just in the quantity of yeah. decor in these people's homes i'm like where are you storing all of this but also right? in the like style and type of things that they use and it's all from clearly the same shop because it is all that same like really cheesy bad style of like 
Christmas ball that's just like <laughs> really cheap and plastic. A lot, a lot of, of balls. Cheap <laughs> balls. Um, it's just painful. And so it's so bad. I have never seen garland run across people's ceilings before. Right. But that is what she has done to her, her whole apartment. house was literally like outlined in garland and, and running she across ran, the like, It was like a X marks the spot on the ceiling of Christmas garland. It was awful. Yeah. Well, um, the worst was Jax's house. He's the musician. He lives in this massive yes. mansion. And the first scene you see him walking down his like giant staircase in his home. And there is just this oversized garland running all the way down the railing. And his color scheme for Christmas is purple and silver. And this house is just decked this out in the so gaudiest, mad. ugliest purple and silver. So he had purple puffy star ornaments on like a swirly tree. It was... I mean, there was nothing about this that said Christmas. Mm -mm. It was so, it was just so ugly. And next to that were giant gold columns with (laughs) very large reindeer on top of them. They were like statues, but only for Christmas. Now, he did have a big enough house where I could understand he might have space to store all of this, but the other people did not. Right. Where is she keeping all this stuff? I mean, of course, in all of these movies, they live in way bigger houses than they would be able to afford. So our main character, Jess, works at a music shop. She's strings strings, strings and, and notes. notes. Um, she sells sheet music. And I guess they do whatever they do at the music shops there. But I don't imagine that she's making a big She can't salary. be because literally in this entire film, we see one customer who comes back and returns her instrument. Right. I mean, she, he swaps it out for a guitar. But that shop is empty all the time. It is a big store. and seems what, like, prime real estate area? Mm-hmm. Like downtown next to all the other stuff. So, And uh, I don't know how she can afford the rent. I don't even know if she's the owner or if she's I just... I don't think she's the owner. Like, they didn't give us any indication that she owned it, even though that's pretty typical for these yeah. leading ladies to be small business owners. I think she just works there. Yeah. So... So she gives up on Christmas, um, but she doesn't. Like, really, the only thing she does... She puts, like, one box in the closet. She's like, I'm done. She puts one box in the closet, and she changes her ringtone from, like, a Christmas song to Um, the cricket chirp. Yes. She had the um, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from the Nutcracker as her cell phone ringtone, and now it's just chirping like birds. And I was like... I don't know many people who use that. I mean, I guess you use a duck ringtone for me. You are a duck when you call me. It's amazing. But I'm not, I just, it just didn't feel, it felt fake. And then she clearly was still invested because she then wrote all these Christmas cards and like did all these other Christmas festivity items. I just didn't understand her giving up on Christmas. Well, and she keeps all of her Christmas cards and she loves It's a Wonderful Life. We also see Chad Michael Murray loving It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Actually, one of the things I really liked about the early parts of this movie is, you know, they're both coming out of a store and Chad Michael Murray is like walking by and she's coming out and they kind of make eye contact, but they don't meet yet. And so, you know, he's the love interest, but they pass and cross paths several times before they actually interact and have their actual meet cute. So yeah. I liked that. Like the universe is putting them together, but it had to be at it's the right fate. time. It's fate. Which is a theme. Magic. And that's what Chad Michael Murray wanted was it to feel like it was fate. <laughs> Can we talk about these cards that she sent? Um, yes, we can. So this was basically like if I had to rename this movie, which I know we do later, but I think it begs to be talked about now. Go for it. This movie is one long Hallmark commercial. 
A hundred percent. That's all it's doing. It's telling us about how these were all Hallmark cards. We've had them flipped over so you could see Hallmark on the back. They are all these very elaborate cards that are like three-dimensional or they play music. So it's not the cheap Hallmark cards. It's the $7.99 Hallmark cards, which I now know. Okay. So um, when I got home from work today, I was Because we're recording this the day after we watched the movie. I was greeted with a card waiting for me on the table, and I opened it up. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> chimes are playing. Christmas chimes are playing. And it's one of the cards that we saw in the movie. It's like a pop-up 3D fold-out card. Glitter. There's literally no room to write a message, but I felt very full of the Christmas spirit, so thank you. It was seven ninety nine. <laughs> So the card cost $7.99. She had five of these and each one of them set in motion a love story, a series of events that would not have been possible without the card. Yes. So way for Hallmark to really hit us over the head that the true meaning of the Christmas season is buying Hallmark cards and sending them to people. (laughs) We don't want to lose that tradition. Um, so they, yeah, she had all these cute little cards. I don't know why she had five of them to send to one boyfriend. So she said that she bought these cards because, so Wes, who's the boyfriend then becomes the ex-boyfriend, he wasn't like all into Christmas. And the only way she knew how to get him into the Christmas spirit was to have him open Christmas cards. Let me tell you, how you get me into the Christmas spirit is not by making me open a bunch of cards sent from the same person. Now, I guess... That is kind of a nice sentiment, but if you are not in the Christmas spirit, then why would that make you? You're just going to be like, why are you spending seven ninety nine? I don't think you're fiscally responsible and maybe we shouldn't be together. Right. I mean, he got to that conclusion without those <laughs> cards, but yeah, it just, it, it, it definitely felt like a Hallmark propaganda film. Right. Uh, 100%. So... I don't know. What else is going on in this movie? We do have soldiers. So uh, we're supposed to talk about if our predictions were correct. So we were really wrong <laughs> on a lot of things. I don't know. Actually, looking at my notes, I was a little more right than I thought. So the military element was not superfluous. It, it was, was very present. present. It was very key to the movie. Uh, I thought that the soldier, the brother, um, what were the names? Carter and Angie. They were super cute. Yes, they, I did um, like their story a lot. They built a. They went out in the. Um, what's that Jeep thing called? The Hummer, mm-hmm. and they it broke down, and they were forced to build a snowman together in the snow. He totally had the cutest crush on her, and he it brought them together. And what I loved about this was also she's like, I live in Florida, and you can't build snowmen out of orange peels. And this only further confirms my theory that Hallmark does not believe Christmas can happen in Florida. Well, she built them out of mashed potatoes, didn't she? She did, but she, that was what she said originally was like, I love snow because... And then he built her a little snowman out of orange. I love that you're only seeing the cute side of this, and I'm just saying that like it reaffirms my like theories about oh, Hallmark's man, universe so of like the South can't have Christmas if it doesn't That's snow. That's right. It's not Christmas if it's not real snow. I don't even know where they were do we know where i know that they're both i think it was chicago or someplace because i think he said he was from chicago where it does snow and it did open on a big city i'm pretty sure it was chicago because they're both deploying to germany they find out together so they get to be together they get to be and build more snow 
snowman. He actually gives her his card. She doesn't get any cards from her family because she had a falling out with them when she joined the military. So Carter takes the card that his sister sent to him and crosses out the sister's message and gives it to Angie so she can also get the joy. She was like, oh, you sent me a redacted Christmas card. How cute. I like that (laughs) line At least she appreciated it and wasn't like, why don't you go get your own $7.99 card? Why do you have to give me a used card? (laughs) So I think that that was really cute. Um, A card did go to a teacher. That was one of my predictions. Music teacher. Miss Simmons, was that her name? Miller. Miss Miller, uh, Chad Michael Murray's mom, who's in Kenya. Um, She got one of the cards, even though she didn't receive it. She did know that it was sent and she gave just a cello as a gift i didn't know that if i sent people's cards they would just send me like free musical instruments which yeah because there's this whole thing where um jess used to play the cello and stop taking risk in her lives according to her aunt and mimi her best friend is trying to push her to audition for the chicago heritage orchestra Mm -hmm. and she's like no 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 i don't even have my cello anymore and then magically mrs miller's cello arrives and there's no excuse and then the friend sets up the audition for her because even though she just claims that she's not ready her friend mimi knows that she's ready right so uh, what in what happens she does Go to the audition. She's like, this is a gift for myself. And then the guy is like, I hope it's a gift for us too. Yeah. She tells them that in the audition. This is a gift for myself. She plays so well that she secures. She plays a Christmas song too. Of course she does. She secures. What was it? Substitute second chair (laughs) for cello. Which actually for a professional orchestra is probably a pretty big deal. But when they said it, like normally in these movies, they're like, and I got first chair. Like everyone is the the straight A 4.0 Harvard bound first chair in the symphony and these things. And substitute second chair was not what I was expecting to come out of her mouth. It was definitely like fifth reindeer like at our other movie i was like oh, okay we're not a lead but we're, oh, yeah. we're trying she, she's fifth reindeer <laughs> uh, but none of my other predictions came true so there weren't any flashback sequences we did get the picture of her and luke when they were kids that luke luke is a photographer and he did what she called the original selfie from their time when they were kids of her and him at a cello recital at his mom's house mm-hmm. and they were both eating cupcakes that's the closest thing to a flashback we got but it wasn't a flashback um she didn't meet her love interest at the mailbox and there was no mailman yeah there was no ma- i was really disappointed but I now know. there was some santa magic there was um and some christmas magic so when she dropped those letters into the mailbox a snow whirlwind chimey magical moment happened and it was really lovely and so it was like all letters drop in into this classic old style mailbox and then do it said fa la 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 like it like played and i don't know if it was just in the soundtrack or if she was hearing that it wasn't really clear yeah but definitely like the wind swirled oh yes it was definitely christmas magic What's Christmas happening? magic always. <laughs> Christmas um, and then our Santa sighting that happened was uh, Chad Michael Murray, 
who plays Santa at a variety of places, including the group home right next to Primo's, which is a great restaurant that's apparently the proposal palace yeah, of the city. Yeah, for Jess, she got dumped there. <laughs> she did think she was getting proposed to, though. Yeah, she was really excited. Well, she was like, no, I can't. It's too early for that. And he's like, JK, I'm breaking up with you. Um, so he dresses up as Santa for the group home kids. Um, this tugs at our heartstrings a little bit because it yeah. was all about foster children needing a home. And the story gets picked up by the paper. And then I guess all the kids get adopted, which is ha- totally how the foster weird. care system like, works. Yeah, they had this whole thing in the paper. And then later at the end of the movie, they show all these people at the house with the kids saying, thank you for being in this article or doing this because I wouldn't be here without it. And they didn't really tell us what those people were doing there, but it was sort of implied that they were there to adopt the children. Yeah, because like the author of the article was like, I don't know why I was waiting. I want right. to go ahead and foster children now. But I was like, um, there is so many hours of training you have to go through. We just finished this process <laughs> and put our application in it and we started in June. Yeah. So it's a, I was like, yeah, there's no fast tracking at Christmas. You don't just get a Christmas at baby when you think of you want a Christmas And you don't get baby. to meet the kids until you're like because that's really hard for them to meet people who are not going to follow through on that process so i mean um, nice try (laughs) heartstrings were plucked but it was definitely not the process at all right um so santa was kissed because there was a moment where chad michael murray and jess i'm just gonna call him chad michael murray because it's fun (laughs) um where they were uh, talking right after the group home first visit and she sees Dr. Handsome and is like, Oh no, we just, can you just pretend to like be my love interest real quick? And he's like, okay. And then they kiss mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, yeah, this is better. Yeah, it's a fake kiss, but it's a real kiss. It's the, it's the start of their not dating dating. Cause they keep right. saying they're not on a date, but they were together for six hours holding hands and then making out at the end that's a date (laughs) well this that relationship did have one of our least favorite hallmark tropes which is the when one like they're they're not dating but they're definitely interested in each other and then there's the mistaken um moment where they see their love interest with another person yeah and assume that that means that they're together so for chad michael murray he went on one date with this girl she's like a kind of a ditzy bridesmaid character for one of the brides the wedding that he was shooting and a little crazy and a little crazy like they go on a date it's horrible it had my favorite cringe moment of the movie though so she's like reading lines because she's an aspiring actress yeah and on the date she's like read lines with me and so she passes over and he's like i don't really do this she's like just do it and he's like okay so claire why do you feel this way i can't believe you would do this to me and she like screams at the top of her lungs in a crowded restaurant like slams her fist on the table gets up and walks out and just doesn't come back i mean she committed to that role i mean i mean i guess she might get the part because it was very convincing but it was like that is not what you do on a blind date yeah and he was over it he was done but then when he was back photographing the wedding the bride comes up and she's like hey and the bridesmaid is there and she says um can we do my headshots now do because she asked him if he does other types of photography particularly headshots she's like i have my outfit i can change into it right now we can do it right now at her friend's wedding where she's currently 
dressed as a bridesmaid, she cannot even be in the moment because she so desperately needs these headshots. And that is, I think, when Jess sees them. So he's actually like, I can't. Yeah. So he's like, I can't. I have a hockey thing I have to go to because he also plays hockey. So they go to the ice. She's like, oh, that's fine. I can do it there. So she's in like the goalie area trying to get her headshots done, Mm -hmm. which I don't know who does their headshots in front of like a goal post in a hockey hockey rink. But all right, all fine. And then um, they're finishing it up and like she hugs them as a thank you. And that's right when Jess Jess comes in. And and Jess is like, no, I can't do this. Yet this woman has believed like multiple times that people want to date her or get engaged to her. Like one guy hugs a woman and it's it's like they think she's like, oh, madly in love with her. And I just didn't I I just don't buy that. Who would do that in real life? Like you would come in and say, hey, what's going on here? That could be his sister. That could be his lesbian best friend. It could literally be a hug of a person. Or it could be a hug of two heterosexual people who are not interested in each other. Or a hug from a client as a thank you for taking their headshots in the ice skating rink. (laughs) Yeah, it just... yeah, so that we don't like it when that that's that's lazy writing, that's like false conflict, and it's and not they, our favorite. And they have to have a false conflict always of like, oh no, will they not get together? And it, but it can't be big enough that they can't reconcile over it. But it has to keep them distant for like at least one to three days. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. So I guess good kudos on them, Hallmark, for writing that in. Yeah. I don't have much to say on the Lila Tom romance. It's cute. I'm I'm really happy to see older people in this movie getting some love so that it's not just, you know, they still two, have thirty something. They're still vibrant. They're still worthy right. of being part of like a romantic community in this world. They're both widows, widower, they're relatively attractive still they're fit they're young and fun at heart and they both love a dog named blitzen dog it's a a found dog and they're trying to find it a home they're fostering it until they can find it a home and right when they drive up to give the dog to the potential new owners they say we don't want to give it up we want to keep it and they turn around and like they leave I did like that, but yeah, I I don't have a lot of snarkiness for that. I mean, yeah, they were pretty. My cute. only piece was like she, her husband died, and I don't know how long ago he died. Two or three years for both of them. So there's been a car sitting in their garage for two to three years that she's not driven once since he's died, yeah, and then they get in that car <laughs> and just immediately drive in it. And I was like, that's not how gas works. It goes bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, that car would not just. Start well, you right need up. to run your car occasionally for various reasons, so, and that's yeah. what Tom believes too. <laughs> He's like, they don't do best if they just sit there. So there is that relationship. The friend Mimi, uh, also pretty low key love story in this, um, in that it's not really a love story. It's she's already married, and they thought that they wanted to wait two point nine years specifically to have a baby, but they're going to do it a lot sooner. I was really afraid that we were going to have a storyline where she then finds out she's pregnant before the end of the movie, and I was just going to roll my eyes at that. But that doesn't happen. She just is excited about the next stage in her life that's coming sometime after Christmas. So they're they're both all pretty convinced though that it's for sure gonna happen and they're very happy about it. So So our other story is um the pop the pop bo- star. The, yeah, the boy band. And like his boy band mates don't even get a name. No. <laughs> um they do there's so, like, three of them. There's three of them. So the brother of the main guy whose name is 
I don't remember. Something that's clearly memorable to us. Uh, he's the manager. He's the manager. really important about him. And he um, does like a, they do like a radio spotlight at his home to promote like a re, like a reunion Mm -hmm. one night only performance. Right. Now we're just getting into podcasting and learning how like microphone setups work. But one thing I know for sure is they try to record all three guys. (laughs) Only the main guy has a microphone in his hand. The other guys are like. Austin Six feet away. Very salty about this. And I was like, so why aren't they bitter that they are not being recorded? Like, Austin's they're just like, going to they be background picked noise. up on the mic. They're not going to be picked up. That's a up. dynamic microphone they are using, and it. it's not okay. <laughs> but they are cute, and they did their little concert, and they sang a song, I Want Love for Everyone on Christmas. How uncontroversial of a, a song, song title is that? Super cool jam. Um, and that's why this movie really was giving its nod to Love Actually. Yes. It was trying to be the low budget cousin to Love Actually. It had the pop star. And there were like various points where people were hearing that song played. Um, nobody was really a fan of it, but Jess, but this is like her favorite artist of all time that's why she sent him the letter and when he did the concert he actually was like this is for jess for sending me that letter or whatever yeah and she was like oh my god that's me because so he was gonna just play some old song Mm -hmm. he wasn't gonna reunite with his bandmates and then he got this christmas card in the mail this beautiful hallmark 3d pop-up christmas card and it said like your music got me through a really you know hard time in my life after my parents passed away He's like, I want to go back to when music made me feel something. So he writes a brand new song. Mm-hmm. And that's why he decides to get back with his bandmates. Right. And then he dedicates that song. And I was like, oh. Well, and they even call the manager up on the stage to show him some love for all he's done for them. I was like, that's just like love, actually. He realizes <laughs> his true love is for his manager who's been there through everything. So, yeah, in that sense, this this can't have thought that it wasn't being its own low budget well, yeah actually it, um, so um i know we talked a little bit about like the santa sightings and magic so we had chad michael murray as our santa um he was dressed up as santa several times kids actually thought he was santa he kissed his santa we had our mailbox christmas magic um so i think let's go into our title review all right so our title is right before christmas um I'm mad at it for being a really dumb pun, Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it does capture the essence of the movie. The movie is about writing Christmas cards and the lost art of doing so. So I don't think anyone's jockeying for this title per se. I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like with a pun, you have to play on both sides for it to be like a successful title. So they got the like, writing like Mm -hmm. in terms of like scribing down Mm -hmm. but they didn't get the urgency of right before like that's (laughs) the part where i was like there felt there was nothing that felt urgent in this Mm -hmm. and so i feel like there would have needed at least been one subplot where like timing was of the essence Mm -hmm. and that just wasn't there the title of the movie should have just been send hallmark cards (laughs) (laughs) a very Um, hallmark christmas yeah uh yeah I mean, if I was going to rename it, definitely Hallmark Propaganda, but I guess you can't. Hallmark Commercial Number 5. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like a Mambo number five. A little bit of Lila in my life. A little bit of Jesus, Jesus in my life. No okay. A little bit of Luke. I'm all sorry. Night Christmas long. is all about Jesus, so Jesus is implied He's the in all of for them. The season. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't love the title in terms of the pun, but yeah. I, I mean, I think it it connects with the fact that Christmas cards were written, but that's about it. Um, what about any, what's our next, um, will this love last? Will this love last? So any feelings we have about this relationship and where it's going to go? Are they going to stay together? I think that, um, Luke and Jess will not get married, but I do think that they're going to date for a couple of years. Okay. His last relationship was like a three-year relationship, but he was left at the altar. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's going to jade him on the whole idea of marriage. And he's going to drag his feet on commitment. And this girl loves some commitment. Right. So I think that ultimately, like, it'll be a good relationship. They'll maybe end on mutual terms, but just she's going to get there faster than he does. Right. She's going to be going zero to 60. And he's going to be all like Logan and Rory and Gilmore Girls and just not be ready to commit. So. Um, I think that Tom and Lila will last. Yeah, they're cute. I mean, they don't have much time. They don't have much time left, so they're they're old. So they'll die before they get divorced. They might not. The dog might outlive them. (laughs) It's so they're not that old. No, they're really not. They're like. But I think that they will last. They seem like a really solid couple that know themselves, that know what they want. They're looking for a companion, a friend, and they seem to jive. I think that Angie and Carter. Oh, they're gonna be together forever. A hundred percent. They're going to have little babies. And so are the married couple. They're already married. So I think they're going to stay married. I don't think that boy band is going to stay together. I think it was for one night only. Right. I so. think that's uh, theirs. But their their friendship is back. I just think that there's still that bitterness over Jack's wanting to go solo. So I don't think they're going to stay together. Um, is that all of our relationships? Oh, um, and then so there was a plot we didn't really talk about, which was Primo from the restaurant oh, who yeah. was friends with Luke, the photographer. And he and the crazy actress lady actually end up. I think that they will date, but it won't last. All right. So when would you watch this movie? So this is a movie I actually liked, um, even though it's like a, a little bit of a knockoff of Love Actually. I would honestly watch this like two weeks out from Christmas. Right. Like not like a nighttime movie. It's definitely more of an afternoon because it's a little more fun mm-hmm. and jaunty than a lot of the other Hallmark. It doesn't have that like hometown, like romantic, soft, warm, cozy feel. It's definitely more like spunky Christmas, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I would say two weeks out of from Christmas, I'd watch this on like a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be like a little bit bold with this one and say I'm going to watch this on Christmas Day in the afternoon. Wow. Wow. What? what? <laughs> um, and, and that's because this is a good movie that's it's wholesome because mm-hmm. it's a Hallmark movie. It's got a lot of different types of love. It's it's a very comedy, comedic movie. So, and you do like that. And it, that's going to be a crowd pleaser. You know, Christmas afternoon, you've probably been watching movies nonstop for the past couple of days it's it's a quiet time but you're opening presents people are kind of moving around there's food there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in the movie so i think that those are a good pairing all right well i think that's all of my thoughts on this movie are you do you have anything else you want to add before we say goodbye i think that's it for me (laughs) well that's um the last movie for this weekend we will be back with you 
in a couple of days when the next round of weekend movies start because there's like a movie every day every Thanksgiving. Day. So we'll see how we so can we're going to rest that. up for <laughs> that little run that we're going to have to do. But we are still going to try to hit them all. So we may come at you with one of the ones from back in early November and October that we missed as well. So, but in the interim, I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. And Merry Christmas. And Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays.